Hi everyone, I'm Holly Daly and welcome to AUSA's Army Matters Family Voices podcast. Family Voices is a product of the Family Readiness Directorate here at the Association of the United States Army and our mission is to focus on those topics that are relevant to our Army families serving the regular Army, Army National Guard, and the Army Reserve. Our special edition topic of discussion today is back to school. Yes, it's that time of year. As we continue to navigate through COVID-19, we also continue to navigate our school options and resources as we gear up to go back to school. Whether you are attending a primary or secondary school or higher education this fall, to assist with the programs and services available for Army families, Please help me welcome back Maria McConville, spouse of the Chief of Staff of the Army, General James McConville, and Alexandra Grinston, spouse of the Sergeant Major of the Army, Michael Grinston, and also for the first time, Mrs. Shannon George, spouse of Major General Retired John George. Thank you, Maria and Alexandra and Shannon, for joining us here on Family Voices. Well, thanks, Holly. It's so great to be here. I'm Maria McConville. I am an Army veteran, and I've been an Army spouse now for 33 years. We have three adult children, and they're all serving on active duty in the Army, so we are definitely an Army family. And I really want to thank Holly for hosting these podcasts with AUSA. Alexandra and I had been talking for a while about how we could really help to get information out about the great resources and organizations and things that go on through the Army for Army spouses and for Army families. So we've been trying to do these podcasts every other month to find some really interesting and pertinent topics and trying to kind of coordinate these topics for the different seasons. And so this podcast, we're talking about going back to school. And we know that getting our kiddos ready to go back to school is really, really an important endeavor for us spouses especially. And having the right resources can make their experiences better, especially if they're transitioning to a new school. Our kids are grown now, but I really remember the excitement and also the angst, both on my part and on their part, about starting a new school. So this is going to be a great conversation today, and I appreciate Alexandra and Shannon for joining in. So hi again, Alexandra. You're on this with me again. Well, hello again. I want to thank Holly for hosting this podcast. Thank you for doing this for the Army families. My name is Alexandra Winston. I've been married for 25 years. I work part-time, but I also volunteer for a variety of organizations. My husband and I have two daughters. They are now 17 and 19. And going back to school has always been pretty exciting for us and sometimes a little stressful. I think when you PCS every two years, just like we did, you just have to find ways to stay organized and help your children adjust to new school. I know we've had some challenging PCSs and challenging times to go back to school, but fortunately we managed. And fortunately, there are so many resources available to help families go back to school. And for that reason, I'm very excited that Shannon George is joining us today. Shannon works for MSEC and can probably tell us a little bit about uh, her organization. Thank you, Holly, for hosting, and to Maria and Alexandra for giving me the opportunity to share resources that MSEC offers. Back to school is challenging enough, but adding extra events like COVID and a PCS move makes it even more difficult and challenging. So hopefully these resources that we talk about today will ease the stress and give you tools that are useful. 
My name is Shannon George, and I have been married and serving with my husband for 33 years. We have three adult sons and three wonderful daughter-in-love and one grandson. I work for Military Child Education Coalition and volunteer for several organizations. Yeah, so with that, let's go ahead and get to the meat of the program here. And we are going to talk about some opportunities for spouses to go back to school. But first, we're going to talk a little bit about the children. So I know this is the time of the year when families are starting to prepare for their kids to go back to school. Maybe they're starting school for the first time, going back to school school in person, or maybe with COVID, there's still a mix of in-person and virtual learning. I know every school district is probably different, and it can be super overwhelming. And sometimes making the transition from one school or one learning platform to another can be difficult. But luckily, there's some great organizations and resources that are aimed at helping children and their parents also navigate the educational experience. I'm glad, Shannon, that you're here with us with Military Child Education Coalition and information. And can you tell us a little bit, Shannon, about how you became involved with MSEC and what is their mission? Thank you, Maria. I'd be happy to share. I've been working for MSEC since 2007 in various roles. We just moved back from Germany and John was in the War College and a friend asked me if I wanted to work part-time for MSEC as a trainer. So I started off as a professional development trainer and then several years later became an S2S trainer. Later, I started working at the National Training Seminar, we call NTS, as the Connect Coordinator. For those of you who don't know, MSEC is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that solely exists to help military-connected children thrive in the face of transition and separation. Our mission supports all military-connected children by educating, advocating, and collaborating to resolve educational challenges associated with military lifestyles. MSEC was established 23 years ago around a kitchen table by a few parents that wanted to help make their children's transition easier. We still have that kitchen table in the headquarters in Killeen, Texas. I was first introduced to Military Child Education Coalition when I attended a workshop at Fort Campbell. We had just moved to a new duty location, and I wanted to learn something new and maybe meet some other parents. So I attended a workshop, which was great, and that was the first time as a young spouse that I realized that there was an organization out there that focused on helping military-connected children. And I think it's just wonderful that MSEC supports military children who may face more challenges than civilian students. Now, I know that during COVID, going to school has been especially challenging for our military-connected students. So what I would like to know is how has MSIC reacted to help our families with those challenges? Alexandra, thank you for sharing your experience. It's always exciting to hear that our programs and workshops are making a difference in helping our families. You asked about MSEC and ways that we could help during COVID. Well, MSEC started to pivot before COVID to facilitate the changes of our military-connected students and to those who support them. COVID just kind of increased the momentum of those changes. Our focus has been to offer in-person and virtual programs. Our newest addition, SchoolQuest, which is funded by USAA, is an interactive tool specifically designed to support highly mobile military-connected parents and students. It helps both the student and parents to make informed choices to set them up for increased academic success and social well-being. 
It can solve problems that seem impossible during or after a PCS move. It has five parts to it. It's an academic tracker. It's a student profile. It sets up reminders and notifications, and it personalizes end-to-end -end checklists. It also has school search capabilities. Parents, this is a great way to track your child's academic journey and set them up for success while preparing for scholarship for colleges and work opportunities. Everything is all in one place, so please sign up at schoolquest.militarychild.org. The second program is Military Student Consult, which we offer free of charge. MSC advocates and provides support to students and parents who experience academic or social emotional challenges and need direct problem-solving support resources. Areas include transition, relocation, academics, readiness, and exceptional families. You can email msc at militarychild.org. The mission is to equip all military children to be college, work, and life ready. We hosted a virtual educational summit November of 2020 for parents, educators, and students, and we also did a virtual NTS this past July in 2021. Shannon, I really like the online educational transition planning tool. That sounds like a very helpful tool for parents and students. I noticed, especially during my daughter's senior year, how important it was to have good records of classes taken, after-school activities, and volunteer involvement. And it sounds like that online tool does exactly that and more. I agree, Alexandria, about the SchoolQuest online tool. And as Shannon had mentioned, many, many, many years ago, I remember when my soldier was a first sergeant and we had just moved to a new post, I was invited to a parent-to-parent -parent class. And I had never even heard of that before or heard about MSEC before as a resource. And I went to this class and it was amazing. Back then, what they did was they showed us all how to set up a portfolio for our children and maintain those important documents, like you said, Alexandria. And what I did was I started this portfolio and I put in our son's test scores, his report cards, his awards. And then as he went through the different grades and as he got older, we put in his letter of references and everything into one big binder. And then he was prepared. So when he wanted to apply for scholarships or apply for colleges or job interviews, everything was in. In one spot and it was really great and it was especially helpful when we did those PCS moves. Yeah, I think a lot of military children move quite often. I know we moved 11 times and my oldest daughter attended nine different schools. Both of my daughters did fairly well when we were younger, but as they got older, it was harder for them to move and adjust to a new school. And moving several times during high school has its own special challenges emotionally and academically. Now, Shannon, is there anything MSEC can do to help students and parents with transitioning to a new school? Wow, Alexandra, your family seems to be above average with moves because the average right now is six to nine moves from K to 12. MSEC under our financial services offers parent, student, and educator training along with podcasts and seminars. Parent support provides informative and interactive workshops to groups and organizations in their community. The goal is to empower the parents to be the best guidance counselors, to be informed, positive, and proactive specialists at home by understanding the academic, social, and emotional implications of school moves. We also do TMOS, which is Tell Me a Story. It's focused on children 4 to 12 years old, 
The program uses literature to teach character traits. The books are usually read by a well-known person with an activity related to the story and a discussion about the content. Then we have a program called student-to-student -student training. We train elementary sponsors, and for the middle school and high school, we train the students. We teach them tools to build welcome programs in their schools to help students transitioning in and out of their schools to make it easier. The core values taught include leadership, academic, service, finding the way, and within finding the way, it's finding the way through campus, community, and culture. We teach on relationships, and the overall arching core is 100% acceptance. Did you know that the number one fear of high school students is the lunchroom? Students will hide in the cafeteria or the bathroom before going into a lunchroom not knowing anyone or where to sit. So our S2S programs help connect the students with those that have common interests like in sports, band, choir, theater, and clubs, and provide lunchroom partners and a tour of the school plus a lot more. There's another leadership opportunity within S2S called Francis Hesselbein Student Leadership Scholarship. So in the fall, we go to West Point Military Academy, and in the spring, we go to the Air Force Academy. And in both of those situations, cadets teach leadership skills in a variety of different ways. The kids have a wonderful time. And the way that you can apply for those is that you have to be in an S2S program at your school and check out the requirements at militarychild.org. It's a great experience. Another program that we have is professional development. Professional development educates professionals. It teaches them how to know and identify and to respond to all the complex needs of military-connected children. We offer six courses in which they can earn CCU credits. There's military kids, veteran children, social and emotional learning, mill kids mental health, National Guard and Reserve, and exceptional mill kids. We also have an online store filled with lots of books and resources. MSEC is also a national advocate for Purple Star Program. The Purple Star Program is designated to help schools respond to the educational and social-emotional challenges military-connected children face during their transition to a new school and keep them on track to be college workforce and life-ready. We also have a national training seminar that we usually do in July in D.C. It's been virtual for the last two years, but it's going to be in person in 2022, and it's July 18th through the 20th. So go to our website and check that out. And we did an Ed Summit in 2020 that was virtual to help educators. So those are some things that you can check out online and get to know a little bit more. So that's kind of what we've done through COVID to help our kids transition better. Wow. Wow. Thank you again, Shannon, for joining us and for sharing all this wonderful information with us, all the wonderful programs and services that MSEC is offering. Well, thank you for letting me be a guest. I really appreciate it. Lots of information, lots of things to do, but thank you for letting me be a part of it today. Oh, absolutely. And we're looking forward to those in-person events coming up, hopefully in 2022. Another resource to help with our military families is the school liaison officers. They're there to assist military families with school issues and to also educate local communities and schools regarding the needs of our military children. They can connect you with your local school systems and assist you with school policies. They can assist with graduation requirements and also after school programs. 
Many of the Army installations have school liaison officer programs, which serve the active Army National Guard and Army Reserve. So if you're interested, reach out to school liaison officers. You can go online to the DODIA website, or you can also find your school liaison officer directory online under Military OneSource, or you can go to your local child and youth and school services. Alexandra, do you have any resources you'd like to share? I wanted to add another good resource that families may find helpful. My absolute favorite is Tudor.com. Both of my daughters have used Tudor.com in the past whenever they had questions or needed help with their homework, especially when one of my daughters took higher level math courses. Tudor.com was a lifesaver. So Tudor.com has, like tutors, they are all subject matter experts. They are available 24-7 and offer online tutoring help in more than 100 subjects. And what you can do is you can either get a tutor's help right away or schedule a tutoring session for a future time. And then you can also upload a document. Let's say you have an essay that you need to maybe have looked at, and then you get comments back within 24 hours. My daughter has used that, and it was just really, really helpful. Now, that's a free program funded by the U.S. Department of Defense and Coast Guard Mutual Assistance for eligible service members. And I think since April 2020, they extended the program and now all DOD service members, civilian personnel, and all dependent family members are eligible to use the program. And it's really easy. You just go to tutor.com, then click on the tab for U.S. military, and then you get more information and you can create an account. And once they confirmed your eligibility, you can contact tutors and receive help with your academic needs. No, they definitely didn't have that when I was in school, and I don't even think they had that when our kids were in school, and that sure would have been a lifesaver because like you, Holly, and and Alexander, I think you both said, you know, your kids got to a point where they were doing higher level math or some other subject that either I never had or I certainly didn't remember anything about, so that definitely would have been helpful, so that's a great resource. I recently learned about a new pilot program. So it's called the Expanded Eligibility Pilot Program, or better known as E2P2. And it came about through the National Defense Authorization Act, the NDAA, for school year 20 and 21. And really what the purpose of this pilot program is, is to evaluate how feasible it will be for a permanent defense virtual high school program. So they're going to do this pilot program for four years and then assess the impact of the opportunity that they're going to give to 100 students to take some classes virtually. So we all know, as we've talked about during this podcast, our kids move around a lot. And so what they might have had at one school offering for education may not be offered at another school and they may not have, you know, the natural progression like, okay, I took this class. Now the natural progression would be to take this class, but maybe it's not offered at that new school. So this pilot program is going to be classes that students can take virtually, and it's for high school students. The students can take up to two courses per year, and the Army received 100 slots, as did all the other services. And the way that they selected these sites 
It's not available at all the installations, but the Army piloted sites where there were more remote or rural locations, such as Fort Greeley, Fort Leonard Wood, Fort Polk, Fort Still, Fort Riley, and Wainwright. So if you are a listener from any of these areas and you've got some high schoolers who may be able to take advantage of some of those programs, there is an application online and you can go to the DODIA website and look for the E2P2 program. So I'll be curious to hear what the outcome of this pilot program is and how they'll further implement it. I have a feeling that these virtual classrooms are going to be super popular, especially in these remote and rural areas. I think that's going to be really, really great. That program sounds awesome. I can't wait to hear more about it, too, and see where it progresses to going forward. These are really great resources both you and Alexandra were mentioning for our children, but what about military spouses who are wanting to further their education? Do you have any thoughts or resources on that? Well, I definitely have thoughts about that. I wish that there was a student-to-student program when I went back to school because there now are great resources for spouses who want to pursue their education. So I'll tell you a little story about myself. I went back to school at the age of 45. I decided that I needed to get a master's degree in order to be competitive in my career field. So a lot of you know that I'm a registered dietitian. I have been. I was a dietitian in the Army a million years ago. But of course, when I went to my undergraduate program way back in the Stone Age, we didn't have computers, right? So back when I started my master's degree about 15 years ago, I walk into school the first day with a notebook and a pen. And, you know, I was probably like twice the age of most of the students in there. And the first thing the professor said was, okay, we're going to go into the computer lab. I'm sure you've all signed on to Blackboard and gotten all your syllabuses. And I started freaking out because I was back in the stone ages of where you took notes on a notebook with a pen, but no, everything was online and everything was computerized. So I had that momentary kind of like, what the heck am I doing? And I had what I call that angel devil conversation going on on my shoulders, like the one shoulder, the angel was saying, you can do this. Come on. This is really important to you. And the devil was saying, what the heck were you thinking? You have no right being in this classroom with all these young folks. Anyway, I hung in there and was super grateful that I did. My husband was deployed for 15 months. I had one in college and two in high school, but I really buckled down and went to school three nights a week, never missed a class. And I'm proud to say that I graduated with my master's degree two weeks before my husband came home from his 15-month deployment. But I can say that I wished I had known about more resources. Maybe there were resources available at that time. If there were, I didn't know about that. But now I know that there are tons of resources available to spouses who might want to pursue their education regardless of the level. And I think, Alexandra, you've got some good information about that. I always go to Military OneSource, to be honest with you, because they have a tremendous amount of resources for spouses, especially spouses who are thinking about going back to school or learning a new skill. They just started a new program on June 30th. Military spouses can get a free Udemy membership through the Military OneSource Spouse Career Center, and that means they can get free access to on-demand, flexible online courses to enhance current skills or learn new ones. And then they can also receive support from a career coach, and spouses can go to their website and get more information. They can also look into another program that is offered through Military OneSource, and that's called the My Career Advancement Account Scholarship. So 
also spouses of active duty service members, National Guard and Reserve members in pay grade E1 through E5, W1 through W2, and O1 through O2 can receive up to $4,000 in financial assistance for licenses, certifications, national tests, or associate degrees. And if you're not sure if you're eligible and you want more information, just go on the website and then talk to a career coach to get more information about that. If you're a spouse or high schooler thinking about going to college, there's a lot of organizations out there that offer scholarships. I just want to mention one, Army Emergency Relief, for example, offers the Major General James Rosano Scholarship Program for Children, and that's a needs-based scholarship program for children of Army soldiers who want to get their first undergraduate degree. More information is available on the AER website. Find the application form there, too, and I think you have to apply once a year. Now, spouses who want to pursue an undergraduate degree or a professional certification can actually apply year-round to receive assistance through the Mrs. Padishineski Spouse Scholarship Program that is also needs-based. And again, you can find more information on the Army Emergency Relief website. Okay, great. So Military OneSource and AER, these are all great resources. Yeah, so you said Military OneSource. I know when I've perused their website before, they've got a list of hundreds, if not thousands, of scholarships that spouses can pursue. And don't forget, a lot of times your local spouses clubs offer scholarships to both children and to spouses. And I think that those are always a great scholarship to apply for. I know also when I was looking at the Military OneSource site, I noticed that the MWR virtual library system, which I use all the time to put books onto my Kindle, as well as to just have books delivered to my local library here on post that I can go pick up. I did see on the virtual library when I was going on to get some of my books that they also have a site where you can do practice SAT, ACT, GRE, GMAT. So all of those standardized tests that students have to take before applying to colleges, you can take those practice tests online. I wish, again, that I had known about that resource if it was available because studying for those GREs was really painful. So yeah, I think that you're right, Alexandra, the Military One Source site really, really is a great one. Maria, can I add, MSEC also offers a Francis Hesselbein Student Leadership Program, and you apply through being active in an S2S program at your high school. And what it does is it gives you the opportunity to write an essay and apply for the scholarship. And during the fall, you go to West Point Military Academy for a week and work with the cadets on leadership skills. And then in the spring, there's a trip to the Air Force Academy doing the same thing. So that's another leadership scholarship opportunity that sophomores and juniors can do while they're in high school. It's a great leadership opportunity. Oh, excellent. Thanks for sharing that with us, Shannon. You had the S2S, the student to student. I was thinking about how you said that they find that a military children are eating lunch in the library or in the bathroom or something or go there during lunchtime because they don't have people that they know to be able to sit with. That happened to our daughter in high school. She used to eat her lunch in the math room with her math teacher because, you know, when you're trying to go to a new high school, especially one that's not military dominant, 
some of the students were not as receptive to her. So I'm so glad that they have that. I could have used that when I was in school for the computer lab because I felt like I just needed to hide because I felt so out of place. <laughs> I don't know if they have that yeah. for parents too, going back to school. <laughs> and also, MSEC has, you know, you were talking about opportunities for spouses. MSEC has a lot of employment opportunities too, whether it's being a trainer or since we're doing so many things virtually, you can do a lot of things at home. So if you're interested in a job, check Insect's website. And we'll probably do another podcast in the future about spouse employment. So thanks, Shannon. Thanks. And you were mentioning scholarships. For those of you not familiar, if you're looking for dependent or spouse scholarships, AUSA, you can look on our AUSA page under scholarships. So I wanted to put a plug out there for that. But wow, to our listeners, what a wealth of experience and programs and resources shared amongst all of us during this robust conversation today on our podcast. We realize that going back to school can be exciting and scary. But to me, it is also a transition process. So speaking of transition, as we transition to wrap up this podcast, we would like to give you, Maria and Alexandra, some final words. So could each of you give a tip or a word of advice to help our families as they are preparing to go back to school? So I think now that my kids are grown and out of the house and soon to have kids of their own, what I would say is I did try to concentrate on helping my kids be resourceful. One of the things I probably was not so good at is holding them accountable. So, you know, if they forgot a paper at home or they forgot their homework or they forgot their lunch or whatever, even though there were times I was working, I was pretty available to help them out and cover for them. And I wish that I had put something better in place to help them be more responsible and not rely on me for so many things, especially our daughter, who is not a morning person. She kept missing the bus to school when she was in middle school, and unfortunately, the school that she went to off the Army installation was not in a good area of town, so I wasn't comfortable with her walking to school. And so that was really a dilemma for us, and I finally sat her down. I said, this is your problem. You are the one who are not getting yourself up to go to school. You have to come up with a solution. And so that was something we had to work on one summer was her coming up with a solution for herself because I couldn't solve it for her. So I'm not big on grounding my kids, but I kind of used like you have to confine yourself a couple hours a day to your room to figure this problem out and how are you going to solve it. So I think just kind of helping our kids be more responsible for their actions in the long run helps them to adjust to life better. And so again, if I had a crystal ball, (laughs) I would have looked back and said, yeah, I need to not be so much covering for them, but helping them to be more responsible for themselves. Great tip. Thank you for sharing that, Maria. Alexandra, do you have anything you'd like to share for some final words with our listeners? Going back to school can be really stressful, and especially going back to new high school can be very stressful for students. So what we try to do every time we PCS is get to know the kids in the neighborhood. So we try to have a get-together at our house so that our girls get to know some kids before school starts. And that really helps my daughters to feel less lost on the first day of school because they already know other students from the neighborhood. And we're always hoping that they will have a person to sit with at lunch, of course. But getting to know the kids in the neighborhood before school starts has been pretty helpful for my daughters. I like that idea, Alexandra. Thanks for sharing that with us. And thank you both, Marie and Alexandra, for sharing your words of wisdom and your tips to our listeners. 
So our time has come to an end to close this special edition of the Family Voices podcast. I think we could have talked for hours on this subject. What a great conversation. Maria, Alexandra, and Shannon, all of us here at AUSA would like to thank you wholeheartedly for sharing your insights and experiences about going back to school. To our listeners, we hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as we have. We welcome your feedback and recommendations for future subjects, and we look forward to you joining us on our next special edition with Maria and Alexandra. In line with AUSA's overall mission to educate, inform, and connect, the AUSA Family Readiness Directorate is dedicated to providing Army families the tools, resources, and connections needed to build and enhance resiliency and to manage the ins and outs of the military life journey. Let us be your eyes, ears, and voice. We are here for you. To all our listeners, thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to the Army Matters Podcast on iTunes and everywhere podcasts are found. The Army Matters Podcast series is brought to you by the Association of the United States Army, the U.S. Army's professional association, member-supported, Army-connected. Visit us at AUSA.org for more information or to become a member. Your membership helps AUSA continue to carry out its mission to educate, inform, and connect with the total Army, our industry partners, and our supporters of a strong national defense. For questions or to provide topic recommendations, email us at podcast at AUSA.org. Have a great Army day. Hua.